What's going on, man? Welcome back to another ESL podcast. And of course, I am your host, Arsenio, as usual. And today we're going to be getting into airports. Man, we already talked about airlines, so we need to get into airports. O-M-G. Guys, I'm telling you, I cannot stress enough how crazy my life has been since uh, kicking off travels, obviously being, you know, at Auckland Airport, um, what is it, Tula Marine in Melbourne and Kingsford International out there in Sydney. But then when I actually came here to Thailand eight years ago, when I officially moved here, that's when I started experiencing a lot of different airports. So first and foremost, I have a question for you. What things about an airport is really important to you, right? And so what I want you to do is I have a list of things, okay? Decide on the three most important, okay? And the least three most important, if that makes any four. The three least important, I'm sorry. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say them and then you can come to a decision which ones are the most important for you. Now, you have easy and cheap to park good shops, short and fast queues, clear signs and directions, this is key, polite and efficient ground staff, comfortable places to sit down and relax, spectacular architecture, panoramic views, clean toilets and facilities, information displays which are easy to read and understand, short distances to walk close to major city, ooh, that's huge, comfortable, Temperature and climate control, uh, a good, I'm sorry, good restaurants and ca uh, cafe facilities at a reasonable price. Now, I, let's, come on, let, come on, let's be honest. Cafes are reasonably priced. Oh, please get the hell out of my face. Now, first and foremost, I'm going to say the most critical I've ever been of an airport was the Singapore International Airport. This is probably, ooh, maybe 2013 to 2015 because I realized, and again, this is British English, their signage right so basically the signs and information displays it was just all too confusing for me so it was very difficult to navigate myself and look for food and okay where's food over here okay what does this terminal offer okay what about this what about that now again this was more than six years ago so since then obviously man singapore listen singapore right now is basically what airports should be in at in 2050 Literally, Singapore International Airport, and with the terminals that are continuing to develop, they are literally 30 years ahead of the curve. And this is what I love about Asian countries so much, is the fact that they actually take customer service very seriously out here. No, not all, not all, not all. Like uh, KLIA2, uh, the Malaysia International Airport, that is the biggest tub of dog shit I've ever been to in my life. It is absolute defecation. And, you know, I got stories for days. You know me. I got stories for days. But I want you guys to just walk yourself through this and ask yourself, what's the most important? So when I think about airports, first and foremost, I got to take out the shittiest airports. Now, I think Kingsford and Tula Marine uh, International. Tula Marine, I mean, they barely have anything. I guess you could say they're, they're, they're your standard five to six rating out of ten type of airport. It's not very bad but it's, it's, it's just an average airport, right? They got a couple of, they don't really got much. They got magazines and candy just after you cross security. And that's about it. I mean, lines are a little bit long. There's not, there's not, not much signage. So yeah, it is what it is. Kingsford International Sydney, I would give a four out of 10. I don't really remember much of this shitty ass airport. Okay, I'll just leave it at that. Yes, there's going to be uh, an increase of vulgar language coming from my, my kisser. So you better get ready. 
Uh, Auckland International, not bad, but I would say that their customer service was phenomenal, to be honest with you. Oh my God, can I, can I break this down for you? Last year, I reconnected with my man, Jasmine. Okay, big shout out to my man, Jasmine. He's living in Canada right now. Me and Jasmine, we connected in 2011 on the day that Manchester United and Barcelona was playing at the same exact time. I landed in Auckland while the game was on. It was the UEFA Champions League final. I went to ask some information and he looked at me and he was on the phone with his friend. He's like, hey man, can I call you back? And he hung up the phone. We started laughing. And since then, we have been friends. Not only that, he actually purchased some uh, some hours for me to get um, an IELTS score uh, to go through with this visa process in terms of getting his visa out there in Canada. Now, again, uh, Indian background, been living in New Zealand for a while. Now he's living in Canada. So honestly, I don't, I think he's from New Zealand, but again, his Indian heritage, like, you know, native to India. Man, that, that, that man, he, I love him like I do my next breath, boy. That man just made is the best, man. I love that man. So, honestly, man, I'm going to give Auckland the biggest shout out just because of that. I met a wonderful individual, and he ended up becoming a client of mine 11 years ago. Who would have ever thought? So, that was the birth of, airline, of airports. Uh, Taiwan, not much of anything. I'll give it three out of ten. That was a real quick layover, but not much of it. Now, and with the layovers, I'm going to give... Narita out there in Tokyo, I'm gonna give you a solid of three, two, because you really don't have much in between in that lay, like in the layover area. There's nothing I can do within between where I am at that specific moment in immigration. You guys got nothing, but it's not your fault. No airport in the world has anything compared to Singapore. And this is the problem because Singapore, you guys are so good that going to any other airport, we're going to be heavily critical of it because you are the most dominant airport and will be forever. Like it's not even close. Seoul Ichion, I remember I went there for a layover. Uh, customer service, hey, hey, first and foremost, you know I already love my Koreans, okay? I got my Koreans who listen to me. Big shout out, you guys hit the 4,000 play plateau. I got my folks out there in Seoul and other places, but oh my goodness gracious, the goddamn staff, the ground staff over there, I remember I landed and I was scared of shit because people were looking at me like I was, I don't know, like I was an alien. So I had to look in the mirror a couple of times and I asked this lady, you know, where should I go? And then she just literally raised her arm in the direction without even looking at me in the, in the most robotic way possible. I said, oh, lo, 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 lo. I sat at my gate and all the Korean people were looking at me. I said, oh my God, this is the most uncomfortable feeling I've ever had in my life. <laughs> But you know what my, my mind was saying, Arsenio, they looking at you because you sexy as hell. <laughs> Anyways, man, so in saying that, uh, Soul Ichion, nah, y'all ain't, y'all ain't about nothing. Um, so again, in discussing those and going back to Southeast Asia, uh, Vietnam, what is that? Uh, Ho Chi Minh. I don't know how to say the, the name, but do you guys get 1.5 out of 10? You guys are pure dog. <laughs> get out of here. Um, Krabby International is better than you. Yeah, Krabby International Airport that has maybe maybe about five gates is better than you. And they are, they are literally going to finish reconstructing an entire new international in, you know terminal. So uh, yeah, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, Ho Chi Minh City, y'all a little bit, y'all a little bit butt. Okay, uh, Dalat, Dalat's even better than Ho Chi Minh City. Ho Chi Minh City is pure chaos. 
because after you check in, there are no eateries. Not only that, if you do just so happen to find it, it's very Vien Chan Lao-ish. So in Vien Chan Lao, after you pass check-in, you guys can't buy nothing, okay? I mean, and to be honest with you, hey, can I give you guys a story real quick? The check-in staff at Bangkok Airways out there in Vien Chan Lao, this is why I'll never go back to that country. And it's not, no, no, I'm sorry. First and foremost, I love my Lao people. Y'all already know. I remember I was crossing the street and this beautiful lady wearing a very traditional dress set, Sabai Di Mai, which means Sabadika, which means hello in Lao, but it means how are you in Thai. And so I'm going to hurry up and say that Lao people are some of the most beautiful individuals I've ever met in my life. So I'll leave it, I'll say that. But that airline staff, can you imagine that? Can, guys, I got, woo, it wasn't just me. It was a couple of other people, including a Brazilian actress who still follows me today. She's married though. Oh God, I wanted to marry her. Anyway, so um, what I wanted to, uh, what is it? I went up to the counter. She said, uh, sir, how much money you got? I said, um, excuse me, how much money you got? I said, damn, well, I got this and I got this. She stopped for about 30 seconds. She asked me again, sir, how much money do you have? I said, excuse me, I got more money than you. What are you asking me this for? What kind of bullshit? And it wasn't just me. She was, they were asking everyone. So in America, if you ask this question, you're going to get fired and you could get sued and you will lose immediately. And they are notorious for this. And I have a friend who works for Air Asia, love her dearly, went on the crabby trip uh, with her. And I told her, I said, hey, listen, you folks out there at Air Asia, Again, she works for Air Asia. I said, y'all cannot ask anyone how much money they have. And she went back and forth and she completely agreed. She's like, no, we can't do that. And I said, well, y'all did that to my Ugandan teacher at Don Mung International Airport, just north of Bangkok. And yeah, you asked him three times. And then you brought the manager out and said, sir, you're being rude. The manager was saying he was being rude. He was like, why aren't you asking all the other Caucasians who are getting on this plane and you're just asking the Ugandan, what's going on here? And guess what? After he passed check-in, they called his name. They walked back up to him and they say, sir, we need, to sh- we need you to show us the money again. <sighs> Listen, can one bad apple spoil an entire airport? Absolutely. Because every time you go to these specific places, you have a sour taste in your mouth. So I'm very lucky that this never happened within the borders of Thailand. The Singapore Airlines, you do not have the audacity to ask passengers for money. I don't care who you are, but from now on, if you have the audacity to ask me, I'm going to have the audacity to record the conversation, not only on audio, but on video, get the manager in there, and I'm going to send it to different news outlets around the world. Uh, not for for the publicity of you and shaming you guys, because that is completely unacceptable. And again, if you want to ask, you need to ask, but you need to make it fair. You need to ask everyone else on this plane the same question. Not just me, for whatever reason it is. So that is my story with that. Okay, people, that is my story with that. So, huh. Suwanapum, obviously, this is the Bangkok airport, boy. I'm telling you, they are, (laughs) oh, boy, it is, oh, man, you guys already know. Like, immigration, uh, boy, they'll look at you, and if you're a specific color and you fall in that, they will take you to a room, and they'll start questioning you just like Hong Kong International. Now, Hong Kong International, the only thing I'm going to give you guys is there was a shop there, I can't remember the name, but they had the best burger I ever tasted. The slowest service in the world, the rudest people in the world, 
uh the the rudest customers say oh my god you guys suck on so many different levels i wish i could call you out but i can't uh but hey that burger was fire okay you guys got different charging ports at different gates it's very wide open the panoramic views very beautiful in hong kong uh, international uh and you know going through when you get to hong kong international no one bugs you but it's actually when you land they will harass you if you fit a specific demographic okay now to hell with y'all uh what is it hold you yep i already covered that malaysia now malaysia klia1 is the very international not the low budget low budget is klia2 Okay, now coming in on a low-budget airlines, okay. So would I fly Air Asia to Malaysia? Yes. Would I fly out of Air Asia? I'm sorry, out of Malaysia with Air Asia? Absolutely not. Why? It's always delayed. Number one, with Air Asia, Melindo Air, all the other low-budget airlines. And listen, once you cross security in KLIA one, there is barely any place to sit, and it smells like urine everywhere. I mean, it's a horrific scene. So, and it feels, it's very claustrophobic too. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. But you know what's really funny? If you fly out, fly out KLIA1, which I did with Thai Airways, I'll never contribute to corruption ever again. So forget you forever. Uh, Singapore Airlines or another airline, if you fly out of the main international airport, man, that place is beautiful and they have delicious food. So always consider that, okay? So I gave you guys Lao, I gave you uh, Maldives is a very, it's, it's very, it's like, cause Thailand, it's like different airports in Thailand. If you fly into Nakhon Si Tamarai, I love it. I love these really, really small airports. Cause once you walk in, you're at check-in and the gate is right here. So in all, in about 15 steps, you go from walking into the airport to the gate. I mean, I just love those types of airports. That same airport is similar to Maldives, okay? And when you land at Maldives Airport, there's a lot of food after you clear immigration. But if you can clear immigration, so if I give you this story about immigration before I get into all the positive about Singapore, uh, the Singapore Airport, uh, Changi International, um, this guy, okay, obviously Maldivian, and I came to check in. He's like, what are you doing here? I said, um, excuse me, what are you doing here? A holiday, obviously. How long are you here for? Where's your wife? I said, what? Where's my wife? Yeah, where's your wife? So I have to come here with my wife? Whoa, where are you staying? How many days are you here? It was a full-on interrogation, and it caught me off guard to the point where I was like, bro, I'm going to go off on you if you ask me another question without me answering a question. I will, meaning, go off, meaning I will erupt into an unfathomable rage, uncontrollable rage. You better watch who you are talking to. So anyways, while I was getting out my ticket, he's like, how long are you here for? I said, I'm leaving Monday, asshole. I'm only here for three days. And yeah, honestly, what ended up happening was after about those 10 questions in the matter of probably about 17.3 seconds, he just gave me my passport back and said, okay, go. I said, what the f- Oh, where are you staying? I said, my hotel is right outside this door. You want to go ask him, asshole? I just already paid, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, again, when you clear immigration, I guess they're okay. But, oh, man, some immigration points, man, they're so- Like, yes, like me, an American, a teacher at the time. Now, I'm, of course, like a full-blown, you know, full-blown entrepreneur. Uh, yeah, I'm going to come to the Maldives 
with the money I have, and I am going to stay here and seek refuge and seek asylum. Is that is that what you believe, you, brother? You you darker than me, bro. So you can't give this whole black BS that you know a lot of you, uh, the, the, a lot of you despicables have. Okay, so to be honest with you, what the hell's going on now? If I was Bangla Bangladeshi, okay, no offense to my Bangladeshis, but there are a lot of Bangladeshis who work on the island, of course, in Malé and different parts. So if I fit that description, then you can ask me. But for an American who already paid for his flight back and this and that, you kiss my ass. Oh, guys. Okay. Now, let's go into the beauty of Chungi International. So the first time I went there, honestly, man, I was so angry because I landed. I forgot what time I landed, but there was nothing open. And I said, wait, so you are the self-proclaimed. This is at the time. I say, you're the self-proclaimed best goddamn airport in the world but you don't even have currency and stuff like open at this like at this time some people will try to come to defense which was a very poor argument oh but why are you flying in at 12 a.m bruh 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 you are okay you are the number one international airport in the world are you yes or no okay why isn't there currency exchange available 24 hours and if there isn't, what are you going to provide passengers in regards to that? Like, like for reals. Now, now again, I travel very much, much smarter. I'm not going to go into the details in regards to the, the mayhem I had when I landed and, you know, the food poison on Singapore Airlines. We'll talk about that. We have a lot of different travels that we're going to be talking about in season seven, season eight, and season nine. But come on. Seriously, come on. So I went back, and I think the biggest point that I just like like four years later I was traveling back home okay not necessarily Las Vegas I'll never touch that place with a 10 inch pole uh or a, a, a 1,000 kilometer pole um but I went back to Arizona back in April of 2017 visit a friend buy some different things and then go back it's like a week trip so I took Singapore Airlines because at the time I was unaware of Cathay Pacific, wasn't really sure, but I've always wanted to fly them. So I said, okay, all right, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to fly, obviously, Cathay Pacific, and I'm going to go from, I'm sorry, Singapore Airlines. I'm going to fly into Singapore, stay overnight, because I have a seven to eight hour layover. There was, no inner, it, it, there was no way around that. But what's really great about Singapore Airlines are the transit hotels. So in Terminal 2 and 3, they have transit hotels. So basically, I landed in Singapore, right? I went to the transit hotel. They said, hello, sir. I said, yes, I'm here to check in. I got, uh, my name's Arsenio. Boom, checked in, boom, pay, boom. Walked right back in to a transit hotel inside the airport, inside the airport. And this room was huge. It was spacious. It was so built. It had all the amenities. It was beyond phenomenal. It's better than most hotels in America, period the bathroom, the this, the that, and I slept for five and a half hours. Unfortunately, they only have six hour blocks, which really suck. But I slept there five and a half hours. I woke up and I woke up in the, whole, in, in the airport, guys. So I'm freshened up, it's nice and cold. I wake up and I, I'm like, oh, okay, I got two hours for my flight. Let me go get some breakfast. I don't have to clear immigration either. So I got my luggage, I got everything. And the scary thing about this, obviously, was the fact that with Singapore Airlines, you just let your 
um, you just let your baggage go all the way through. So I'm like, damn, so where do they keep my baggage overnight for my baggage to get on the flight this morning to go to Tokyo and from Tokyo to go to Los Angeles? I think it's amazing. And I trust the Singaporeans and Japanese before I trust the Americans any day of the year. I'll tell you guys about that in like two seconds. And so honestly, transit hotels, massive. You know what? They have showers. So basically I was traveling. I forgot what time, but I landed in Singapore. I believe it was like at about 6 a.m. And I'm like, dude, I travel from Arizona to Los Angeles, Los Angeles to Seoul, South Korea, South Korea to Singapore. I didn't get much sleep, obviously. I would love to take a shower. So they have showers. And it's about 10 US dollars. You go in, you have about, I think, a 30 to 45 minute block. Toothbrush, you get this, you get this, you get this. You go in there, freshen up, and I am a new man flying from Singapore to Bangkok. And it's funny, when I landed and everything, man, I fell into a hard sleep. I was so unbelievably tired. So in saying that, man, like the food, everything. And to give them the biggest shout out, back in, I believe, 2019, I flew Cathay Pacific uh what is it from Suwanapum Bangkok airport into Singapore right and this was the new terminal I believe it was terminal four I don't know if they came out with terminal five yet but terminal four however it's not connected by train so you have to take a bus but the bus is always on time the Singaporeans do the most phenomenal job okay and in the Japanese in regards to being on time so you take the bus to the other terminal then you do this and perfect and then when you fly out it's such a new terminal so there aren't that many people but the eateries are insane not only that the panoramic view and how high the ceilings are because in terminals one two and three phenomenal don't get me wrong they have the nandos they have everything okay they're just like i said you are not going to beat singapore in anything right um you know real quickly i remember i was flying scoot when i was coming back to bangkok in 2019 and once I walked in and I went up to the screen, there were two beautiful women there. Like, Sarah, how can we help you? I was like, yeah, I got a flight at this time. Boom. Okay, here you go. Boom. And we didn't even have to clear a manned immigration. It was a scanner. A scanner for foreigners because we were leaving the country. A scanner for foreigners because we were leaving the country. Thailand doesn't have that. They only have it for their own citizens. You know. And when you leave the country, it's normally good, but the lines are so unbelievably long. But when you leave Singapore as a foreigner, you, I don't know what you do, passport or thumb, boom, it opens and you're already in. That's how amazing it is. Sometimes immigration lines could take an hour. Like when I flew in, I believe it was KLIA1 <clears throat> with Malaysia Airlines. Dude, I was standing up for an hour. The lines are so ridiculous, such as Los Angeles Air. Oh my God, dog shit. You understand what I'm saying? So what I would suggest anyone doing, if you're in Asia, and you have the ability, like if I were to fly to Fiji, I would always go to Singapore first. If I were to fly back to Australia for whatever reason, I would always fly through Singapore first. Because it's just, yeah, you could pay like $30, $30, $40 to stay in a lounge in airports around the world. But some of these lounges are very bleh. Like Bangkok Airways. If you fly Bangkok Airways, you get a lounge in any airport for free. It doesn't matter what your ticket is. Now, those are refreshments and stuff, but you get away from all the busyness of the airport, all the announcements. So you're sitting down, you have your orange juice, you have your little snack, you have chargers, you're sitting on a chair, you're not sitting where a whole bunch of people are passing by and getting on airplanes. You're just like in a really nice area. 
And that's what I love about lounges. So again, you have to spend a lot of money and fly very, very often in order to get uh, these, like these different types of um, these benefits with these lounges, like the Chris Flyer, the silver, the gold, the platinum, whatever you call those goddamn things. So I'm so, so grateful because man, it has been such a blessing. And Singapore, you know, after check-in and seeing how high the ceilings are compared to the low ceilings in terminals one through three, man, it's beautiful. Now, can I tell you about LAX? LAX is the biggest dump in the world. Now, I'm going to tell you why. After immigration, it's now better. It's now far better. But you know, in America, they kind of put sports and alcohol are the biggest things in American airports, right? So right there at the gate, right? You see Korean Air taking off with their A380. You got all these big, massive airlines taking off and stuff. And I believe that I was taking off on a 777-300ER. It's like what, the second biggest plane. I can't remember. But uh, there weren't any people, obviously, flying on a, at a 4 p.m. From, from Los Angeles to Korea, right? There were only like three people on the plane. It was, it was phenomenal, as a matter of fact. Uh, but right there in that middle of the gate area where all the seating is are TVs with sports and copious amounts of alcohol. And I'm like, guys, you really do love your alcohol and your sports out here. I don't know how it is in England, but Jesus, it's like everywhere. It's like alcohol, drink me, drink me, drink me. I'm like, guys, I understand that, but you don't want to get people on board and end up having episodes who are completely drunk, you know? So um, they redid this airport. Now, back in 2013, I told you guys about my story. Landing with my friend in the wee hours of the morning and staying at the gate with Delta Airlines. Getting ready. We were supposed to get on a flight to go to Hawaii 45 minutes later. But then there was a flight, I'm sorry, there was a plane aircraft at the gate that did not want to dock because they were doing paperwork. And I said, can't they just get out? I'm becoming very, very infuriated. The minutes are ticking away. And I'm looking at my friend. I'm like, dude, we're going to miss our flight to Hawaii. We finally get off the plane like 30, 40 minutes later. After being on the tarmac, which is obviously outside on the runway for such a long time, because Mr. Dumb, whoever those fools were, spent all their time wasting our time. And so we did a full out sprint to our gate. Now in a good airport, you come out, your connecting flight is just across. At Los Angeles airport, it's not like that. You have to do a full on sprint to the other side of the airport. And guess what? We barely made it. They looked at us, they said, Arsenio, Elisa, okay, get on. Right when we walked on, they closed the door. And then they docked. They didn't even wait for us to sit down. I said, oh my goodness gracious. I said, it was that, fa- that's how close we were, huh? So since then, a month, what, what was it? About a month later, I went to LAX again. It was an A380. I was gonna take from uh, Los Angeles to Japan, Japan to Singapore, Singapore to Bangkok. This is the first time I've come in this different area, in, in this type of area, you know, this area in general, uh, in regards to Singapore, I believe. This is the first time I went to Singapore. And so, Next thing you know, man, I'm just like, we flew out. I land and I said, let me give myself five hours. Okay. Let me give myself five hours because you never know about Los Angeles airport. Guys, check-in open, I think four hours early. There were hundreds of people there. I was standing up for three hours. Finally, I said, hey, I checked in online yesterday. He said, okay, come over here. I checked in, no problem. I hurried up. 
I went through immigration and I barely made it by 15 minutes. Guys, I arrived five hours early. Since then, they've cleaned up that garbage. But always, people, when you fly out at Los Angeles airport, if you think Malaysia's bad or Bangkok's bad, Los Angeles and LAX is pure trash. And they just really don't give a damn about timeliness. I mean, I'm sorry, they, they could care less about timeliness. They don't care about being on time. So in saying that, what I would say is my biggest three that are most important is it's got to be in a major city, right? Los Angeles airport, there's no connections, no trains that are connected to it. So this is why I love Singapore, because in Singapore, they have the train that's connected to another train, and that one goes to all around the city. It's like one of the best. Bangkok now has, a, well, has had a train that you could take, and it goes into one of the biggest lines. And there's another line that it's going to start crossing coming up next year, I believe, which is the yellow line. So it's going to be connected to about two lines, which is really, really good. And then um, what is it, Malaysia? I, Malaysia, Malaysia, Malaysia thing. Yes, they have the KLIA Express. Phenomenal. The best transit, overpriced, but the best transit to go all the way through. Very, very fast, very efficient. I love it. Okay. Um, Vietnam, no, they have corruption. That's right. Yeah, the taxi drivers out there, man, they are monsters. Absolute monsters. They will rip you off any way they can. You have to be very, very careful with that. And you have to just haggle your way out of there. So these types of places can be really terrible, right? Uh, Japan, phenomenal. Uh, Korea, phenomenal. Uh, damn. Um, you know, I've never been to Cambodia. Never will. Uh, ooh, I forgot where else I've been. Um, yeah, yeah, the bus. You can take bus service from, what is it, the Maldivian airport. That's very, very easy to. Um, to be honest with you, the majority of the places I've been to, uh, Sydney, Melbourne, Auckland, Taiwan, you should all have very, it needs to be in the city and it needs to be connected with the train. So that's my number one. Okay. Number two, gotta have, I think short and fast cues are very, very important. Now, polite and efficient ground staff, guys, it's a hit or miss. You could be on someone's bad day in Singapore and get a bad one. You could be on someone's good day in Vietnam and get a good, a good one. I can, it's like airline, it's like a uh, flight attendants. You know, I remember flying, um, what is it, to Krabby just recently. And I don't even remember the flight attendants. I don't even remember looking at them or seeing them, you know, because it's hit or miss with them and they're just doing their job. They're like robots, right? Unfortunately, I'm sorry, you know, flight attendants, I would like to have a discussion with you guys, but hey, if you, if you are willing to follow me on my ESL podcast page, let's talk about it because I believe you get, like, I want, I want authenticity. I love real. And if you're not able to do that, I just can't, I, I don't even bother. So you got your short, fast cues. Very good. Okay. Close to a major city. Yes. Comfortable places to sit down and relax. You got to have places where you can sit down and relax. And this is why in Singapore, they have sleeping pods. Listen, you need to just go. They have a theater. They have a bowling alley. They have everything. And this is why Singapore is without a doubt 50, 30 to 50 years ahead of the rest of the world. So again, yeah, good restaurants. That would be my number four if I were able to take that number four. Um, and that's probably the, the four biggest keys. Now, the three things that I really don't care, easy and cheap to park, I've never done that before, right? Um, damn, what else is it? 
I would have to say spectacular architecture. Yeah, I would have to say, you know, Singapore, like I said, Singapore, spectacular, beyond belief. But it's not something I really, really need, right? And I would have to say, uh, oh, man, information displays, to read, understand, short distances to walk. Yeah, something in between those that I wouldn't, you know, I don't really care so much about. Because the walk, and I always walk, I always run. Um, comfortable temperature, yes. There are some airports that are just so cold and you freeze to death, right? So, ha! <laughs> In saying that, that was an especially long podcast. That was me talking about all the different places I've been to and my experiences. And I would love to hear some of your experiences with these airports or airports you've been to so that we can have a very, very, very good conversation about it all. So in saying that, guys, man, thank you so, so much for following um, or for listening to this podcast. Again, share it if you feel like it's very funny. But we got a lot of other things we're going to be getting into coming up real soon. And by the way, season six will be coming to an end. Okay. Well, but you know what, to be honest with you, probably not till about May or June. Let's see. Let's see. But nonetheless, it's going to be coming to an end. And then we're going to be going on to season seven, which is the pre-intermediate. And you guys are going to love that level. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another wonderful ESL podcast. I'll be back for more, as always, over and out.